This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the VA and NIH are launching a five-year study into the chronic condition known as Gulf War illness. The Defense Department has named a new director for its Civilian Protection Center of Excellence. And the final piece to modernize the TIC 3.0 requirements has arrived. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Agencies look to strike a balance between security and access in the wake of damaging intelligence leaks. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the latest. Defense and intelligence agencies are reviewing how they grant security clearances and whether they're sharing sensitive data too widely. After an Air National Guardsman was arrested last week for allegedly leaking classified information online. Yesterday, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby confirmed some details about the government-wide review of security policies. Just because you have a top-secret clearance doesn't mean you get to see everything that's top-secret. It's about having the clearance and the need to know. You can expect that we're going to look and see whether we have that balance right. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has already directed the military to tighten access to sensitive data in the wake of those leaks. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The final piece to modernize the TIC 3.0 requirements is finally here. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is providing agencies with common network and multi-boundary security guidance for cloud environments. The final version of the Trusted Internet Connections 3.0 cloud use case details applicable security architectures, data flows, and policy enforcement points when using infrastructure, platform, software, and or email as a service. Additionally, the use case offers cloud-specific considerations, such as the shared services model and cloud security posture management principles. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Defense Department tapped a new director for its Civilian Protection Center of Excellence. Michael McNerney will take over the center, which studies ways to protect civilians during military operations. McNerney previously worked at the Iran Corporation as a senior international and defense researcher and published research on civilian protection issues. DOD ordered creation of the center last summer after completing a report on the steps the department will take and resources needed to improve its approach to civilian harm mitigation and response. The Social Security Administration begins bargaining this week with one of its federal unions. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. SSA has reopened six articles of its national contract with the American Federation of Government Employees. Telework is not one of the provisions up for discussion. The negotiations come as Social Security faces massive staff attrition and a rapidly growing number of beneficiaries. The agency also took last place in this year's rankings for the best places to work in the federal government. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The IRS points to better taxpayer service as a taste of what's to come with its $80 billion overhaul. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. 
The Treasury Department says the IRS answered 87% of incoming calls this filing season, exceeding Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's targets for improved service. IRS employees this year answered 2 million more calls than they could last year and cut the average on-hold phone time from 27 minutes down to 4 minutes. Deputy Treasury Secretary Wally Adeyemo says the IRS is prioritizing improved taxpayer experience in both the short and long term, but he says efforts by House Republicans to roll back IRS funding would degrade efforts to improve service. If Republicans took away that money, they would make it harder for everyday Americans to get the information they need from the IRS. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Departments of Veterans Affairs and the National Institutes of Health are launching a five-year study into a chronic condition affecting veterans of the Gulf War. The VA and NIH are looking at new diagnostic testing and treatment for Gulf War illness a condition that affects about a third of the more than 700,000 veterans who served in operations Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Chronic symptoms include fatigue, headaches, memory and cognitive difficulties, joint and muscle pain, poor sleep, and respiratory problems. NIH says its first veteran participant joined the study this week. The Office of Personnel Management is offering some insight for federal diversity leaders. An online event this Wednesday will share the details of OPM's latest work on the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Executive Order. The meeting is open to agency chief diversity officers and other DEIA leaders in government. Government-wide Chief Diversity Officer Janice Underwood and OPM Director Karen Ahuja will offer remarks during the event. Agencies have outlined their program evaluation plans for fiscal 2024. Through these new strategies, agencies will generate evidence on processes, outcomes, and impacts based on the requirements and the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act. OMB requires agencies to update their plans annually, looking at programs based on size, importance, or funding, as well as whether they need to fill a knowledge gap to better serve citizens. One example is the SBA will study leading practices for contracting with a diverse pool of small businesses and increasing equity in federal procurement. How should your agency be using a software bill of materials? The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has some answers, releasing the SBOM Sharing Lifecycle Report on Monday. The goal is to help organizations choose suitable SBOM sharing solutions. The report also features interviews with stakeholders to understand how they're already sharing the software ingredients list. SBOMs are a key facet of the Biden administration's push for secure software development, but they're still not widely adopted across the government or in the commercial sector. The number of mergers and acquisitions for companies in the government services sector saw a sharp increase over the past two years. After a 10-year period of about 100 deals per year, the number shot up to 180 in 2021. Although 2022 dropped back down to about 110 deals, Kate Troendel, a managing partner with the investment banking firm Kips DeSanto, says she expects the trend of increasing deals to continue as strong demand for government services companies means increased investment in those companies. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Tuesday, April 18th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 